Hello, podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin coming to you with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. And with me, as always, is my good friend from Australia and the land down under. It is Wade. How are you doing today, Mr. Wade? I'm good. Very good. How are you doing? Doing fairly well. Today, while I'm casting this, is Labor Day, which is a yearly holiday in the United States of America. I believe the origins have something to do with... um. Workmen's rights uh, back in United States history and some ties to like socialism a little bit, which is interesting. Okay. But basically all it means, like most holidays in America these days, all it means is people get a day off from work and we um, make hot dogs and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The national export of America, hot dogs and stuff. Hot dogs and stuff. So that's what I did today. I slept in. It was glorious. Uh, mowed the lawn. That was also kind of fun. I kind of do like mowing the lawn. I like little uh, tasks I can do without engaging my brain too much because I can listen to podcasts and just enjoy, enjoy some time outside. And then later we went to my parents' house. They live about half an hour away um, and were there with my brothers and sisters and their kids. And it was just kind of a family gathering, made some hot dogs, had some potato salad, uh, some watermelon, you know, classic summer foods. Kind of a last hurrah for summer is what Liberty has turned into. In the United States, the last time we're really going to fire up the grill, I feel like, until until next summer. So it's kind of a sad thing. Fair enough. Uh, It's the end of winter here, so, you know, it's kind of the opposite way. We're about to start lighting up the barbies. Yeah. In Australia, Labor Day is October 2nd. Oh, you do have a Labor Day. Okay. Is it the same concept? Uh, The Wikipedia page, annual holiday to celebrate the achievements of workers. Yeah, okay. So it is. Makes sense. Yeah, so just basically saying we're celebrating the time when we thought it was a bad idea for people to work 27 hours out of 24 hours a day in terrible yes. conditions and not give any care about them at all. So mm. uh, I finally decided to start getting some get some work done on workmen's rights and we celebrate it. But again, I don't I really think if you ask Americans what Labor Day was for, they'd be like um like barbecues and football and stuff. So like again, like most things, the original intent of that holiday had just been lost. I'm trying to think. Probably the Fourth of July, Americans could name what the original intent was, but I'm pretty sure the rest of the stuff, like even Christmas, which was originally a pagan holiday, on December mm-hmm. 21st, people would be have a hard time with that. So, yeah, Halloween. I'm just going through the list. Halloween. I mean, I think they could get Veterans Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of in the name. It's right there in the name. <laughs> That's kind of a cheating one. Uh, Arbor Day, I guess, is another easy one, assuming you know that Arbor means trees. Um, uh, I mean, I've heard of an arborist, but I've never heard of Arbor Day. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's nothing. It, we don't really celebrate it in America. It's just Arbor Day. It's just, mostly kids learn about how important trees are to the environment and maybe plant one, and that's pretty much it. Okay. So it's kind of like your version of Clean Up Australia Day. So we, I mean, there's an Earth Day as well that we celebrate which is more about generic cleaning things up and we have earth day as yeah, well yeah yeah clean up australia days where like all the kids get out of school to go and pick up rubbish on the side of the road and plant trees and stuff oh yeah so that's like a beefed up arbor day then we don't do that okay no and really i mean nobody dresses up there's no parties there's nothing nothing for arbor day no yeah, the environment isn't that important, Wade. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not our problem. No. St. Patrick's Day is a day just for people to get drunk 
mostly in wear green stuff and maybe assault strangers by kissing them without their permission. Uh, you celebrate that? Um, Americans do. I wouldn't say I do. Okay. I, either you're implying you don't celebrate it or you're not American. Yeah. One of the two. I'll let you guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume it's the holiday you don't celebrate. <laughs> Correct. Not really, no. And then another, actually, an interesting one that's gotten bigger over the years is Cinco de Mayo, which literally is Spanish for the 5th of May and is an observation to commemorate the Mexican army's unlikely victory over French forces at the Battle of Puebla in 1862. Yes. But somehow it's turned into this American, like, people with no ties to Mexico are like, yeah, Cinco de Mayo, let's do this thing. I've heard a lot about Cinco de Mayo. I've heard a lot more about people thinking it's Mexico's independence, like, independence there. Yep. Yeah, which it's not. It is, no, it, it was, it's exactly what I just told you. <laughs> yep. But Mexico's Independence Day is actually on September 16th. So way, way far away from the 5th of May. But yeah, again, just an excuse for people to get drunk and eat tacos, which honestly, that's... Do they need an excuse? Right, that's what I'm saying. Do you need an excuse to do this? And some people do. So that's kind of an American thing as we appropriate other culture holidays, don't really care about what they actually signify or what they're about and just use it as an excuse to get drunk and eat specific types of food. So, hooray America. When do you guys celebrate Australia Day? Because I guarantee you it's not on Australia Day. We absolutely do not care about Australia Day. I was not aware it was a thing. You didn't know Australia had a day? I mean, what is like what is that? Independence Day? Uh, sort of. So just a celebration of Australia. The, it marks the anniversary of the 1788 arrival of the first fleet of British ships at Port Jackson, New South Wales, and the raising of the flag of Great Britain at Sydney Cove. This is the opposite of Independence Day. <laughs> this is like, you celebrate the day Britain was like, what up? This is ours. That's amazing. You didn't I mean... even know that. Did you even know that? I did know that. Okay. Uh, I was about to go into a story how there's been more and more pushback every year to have it renamed to Invasion Day. <laughs> yes. Or just not honor it. Like, find... When did you... Act, I guess you guys not actually gained independence from Britain, so there's nothing to celebrate there. <laughs> I understand your conundrum now. That makes more sense. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, that's it. That's what it is. You're still technically part of the part of the Commonwealth of Britain, and so you would celebrate the day the British came over and were like, "What up? This is us now." <laughs> oh my goodness! It's like if the um, Revolutionary War had never happened, we would celebrate the day that the British first claimed the New World. Oh my gosh! This is the this is the greatest thing I've ever learned. <laughs> Australians celebrate the day they were enslaved by the British Empire. Wow! And they started sending convicts over. Mm-hmm. Actually, was that after or before? Were they using it as a prison before that time? No, that's got to be after. I mean, at the time, it got it was called New Holland. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, so it was, wasn't... I don't think it was specifically the British immediately, because Holland is not English. No, it's Dutch. Mm. Uh, I'm reading here, actually. The British colonies of Australia formed a federation in 1901, marking the birth of modern Australia. And the term Australia Day didn't come around until 1935. And 1994, when the day was consistently marked by public holiday. Wow. So this is like, a, it's kind of a new holiday then. It wasn't really official official until 94. 
94. That's what it says. It, that's when it was consistently marked by a public holiday. Hmm, okay. Fair. I did not know that. So, I mean, maybe celebrated before that, but maybe not like just everywhere on the same. same uh, it might table. have been celebrated, but might not have been a public holiday. Okay. Yeah. I like this invasion day concept. I think that's good. <laughs> I think. I mean, if you ignore the day it falls on, can we not just have a day <laughs> to celebrate what Australia is now? <laughs> yeah, but you can't put it on the same day that the British showed up and planted their flag. That just, what you should do, you should start a petition to just move it. Just have Australia Day on any other, any other day in the entire calendar year. The 27th. Yeah, 27th <laughs> totally works. That's fine. You can celebrate the day the British showed up and then immediately celebrate Australia for what it is, independent of England. Like, that'd be fantastic. It, okay, I just got reminded of a news story I heard. I don't even watch the news. How do I know so many news stories? <laughs> uh, but a woman in Melbourne, uh, she's like the head of her local council, and she polled 100 people and then decided that... There were to be no like government-run or endorsed events happening on Australia Day in the area in her like local council area. A hundred people. All right. She surveyed a hundred people of the hundred and twenty-seven odd thousand that live there, <laughs> and then took the day off as well. Like she was like, "Yeah, we're not going to be endorsing it. I'm still taking a public holiday." <laughs> <laughs> See. See, that's all people really care about is getting a day off from work. Yeah, that'd be nice. I don't get days off for Australia Day. You don't? Well, I guess your retail is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get like double time and a half. Yeah, that's the trade-off is. Yeah. If you're working retail, working some kind of service industry, you don't get the day off, but you do get time and a half for holiday pay, and that works out, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I remember working retail. I used to work at the Apple store in Salt Lake City. And yeah, you work the 4th of July. You work Christmas Eve. You work um, the day after Thanksgiving. It, yeah, it was not not a good time. I cannot imagine working at the Apple store to be fun. It was the craziest time of my entire life. I, have I, to, I don't think I've told this story before. Certainly not to me. So I was working tech support. At a smallish company in Salt Lake, and they weren't paying very, me very much, and it kind of sucked. It was actually um, outsourcing technical support for the city of Minneapolis, is mostly what I did. So it was people who forgot their passwords and needed help with networking stuff, and they would call us. They'd call Utah for help with their uh, their like city council technical issues. Um, so then I was like, I need a better job. So one of my friends was working for Apple, and he said, Why don't you come up here? And I was like. Mm. Sure, I can do that. They pay well, and it's a good company. It's a good big company. They've got good benefits, and so I um I applied, and uh it was like a three round process. It was super, super intense. It's like three or four direct one on one interviews. Then there's like this group interview process where they bring thirty of you in a room, and have you do stuff together and um work out puzzles, in things in a more social interaction which uh, as i got the job it made sense why they were doing that and then i got a call from the what they call it the store leader and he's like come on in and i, I want to talk to you and i was like all right cool that's probably a job offer so i go in and it is the most packed store i've ever been in in my entire life all of the interview stuff had been next door at this hotel oh. 
and hadn't been at the store. So I finally go in the store for the first time, and it is wall-to-wall-to-wall people, and it is 800 degrees in there. And it Celsius is Celsius or Fahrenheit. Um, doesn't matter. And it was <laughs> so loud. And so I go in and I'm like, oh, I don't see this guy. I don't really know what he looks like, actually. So I kind of tap someone on the shoulder who's wearing a blue shirt that I know he works for Apple. And he turns around and he just looks like he is like the most stressed he's ever been in his entire life. And I'm like, uh, is, 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 is Tony around? <laughs> so he's like. It's like, yeah. So he goes and finds him and he's like, let's talk outside. And I was like, that is a genius idea. So <laughs> we leave the store. We go sit on a bench outside and he offers me the job. And I'm like, I'm having some second thoughts <laughs> about exactly what I'm getting into here. Just from being in your store for 10 minutes. And but it, it was honestly like a doubling my pay from the previous place. And I was like, I can't turn this down. I've got mm. I've got a kid. I've got another one on the way. Like this needs to happen. Hmm. Um, and so I took the job and yeah, it was the air conditioning was broken in the store through July and August of the first, my, that was my first day on the job was that in July and all the way through August, the air conditioning was broken. We were handing out water bottles to people who were waiting for stuff to happen. It was loud. People were upset. We were understaffed. They were building a new store in the southern part of the valley, but it wasn't done yet. This was the only Apple store for 500 miles in any direction. <laughs> and so we were getting from people from Idaho and Arizona and Nevada and Colorado and Wyoming and everywhere in Utah who needed help. They had to come to Salt Lake City, and so they did. And it was people were mad because their appointments were late, and we were doing our best, but we just didn't have enough people or enough space, and it was ridiculously hot. And I just come home from work and just collapse and just just fall on the floor. So that was my experience with Apple for the first little bit. But eventually that other store opened and they got the air conditioning fixed and it turned into a much more reasonable experience most of the time. But uh, whew, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was my experience as an Apple employee. <sighs> Trial by file. It, it it was. It, I mean, it felt like I was in fire. So I mean, that's Apple. Yeah, it was. And again, I, I mentioned this earlier, but one of the important things that they really are looking for in Apple employees is people that can relate and just be people, people, and have somebody come in who's super pissed off because their appointment is half an hour later than they thought it was going to be, and basically talk them down, make them feel like they're uh, they're loved, make them feel like their problems are important, get them, make them trust the problem will be fixed, things like that. And being able to do that over and over and over again is a pretty uh, pretty important skill to have. And I don't think many people have that. So you were a psychologist for Apple. Oh my gosh, I was a psychologist. Psychologist, hundred <sighs> percent. So yeah, that's my Apple time. Worked there for a couple of years. Decided. It's time to move on. Got a more office nine to five type job Monday through Friday. And I've been there ever since. Actually coming up on five years now with my QA position uh, this December. It's going to be five years, which is kind of amazing. Oh, nice. Hmm. And which is the by far the longest I've ever stayed at any one job. I think I counted once. And since graduating from college, I've had um, six jobs in nine years. So it's, it's a bit of a little job hoppy. I think that's actually what they say about the current generation um, mm. of workers is that we're all job hoppy. 
And I think you can let me know what you think about this, but I think this really has a lot to do with the fact that it's hard to find a job that cares about you. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to find a job that's like, we'll take care of you. We'll make it so you want to stay here. Most of the time it's just like, we're giving you what we can give you, take it or leave it. And I think people eventually in that situation are saying, we can find something better and leave. Uh, Yes, that's probably right. I, since graduating high school, I've only had one job. Uh, baking is not my passion, unsurprisingly. But I'm comfortable there. The work is, you know, relatively simple. It's not easy. Like, mm-hmm. I come home with burns every now and then. It's not fun. But, you know, I like, they look after me, like, well enough, at least. I get holidays, I get sick leave, I get paid on time. What else more do I really want? Yeah, that's a huge deal. I mean, that's a giant red flag. Once your employer starts being like, um, we'll have your paycheck to you on Tuesday. It's like, nope, time to find mm. a new job. Something is something bad is happening. They're not telling us about. Yeah. Uh, my baker, he's from New Zealand. He's a Kiwi. And him and his wife came over and she got a job working at like a little pharmacy kind of store. Like it's like a discount pharmacy. And Actually, no, it was a place before that because the pharmacy is okay. It was a place before that. I don't remember what it was. But he was telling me, yeah, I think I need to go to the police about my missus's work. And I'm like, why? What's up? And he's like, they keep telling her that she has to work two hours of overtime before and after her shift without getting paid. I'm like, no. yeah, you should go to the police. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Eventually, she just left. Wow, that's brutal. Yeah, if that... If anybody listening to this has that happening to them, their boss is telling them to work overtime without getting paid for it. Like, just, yes, go to the police. Go to, <laughs> I, I guess that would be it, honestly. Because that's that's labor laws. I mean, that's... I mean, unless you're in a union. Do you guys have workers' unions? We do. There, uh, there used to be a lot more in America, especially in manufacturing. That's usually where they are. But um, they've kind of been losing membership over the last 20 years or so, and now it's pretty rare to find somebody in a union um, unless it's in a very specific manufacturing job where it's been like since the beginning of time. They're relatively common over here, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm in a union, but it's like I got the job and they were like, okay, so we're going to sign you up to the union because they protect your benefits and rights at work. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. How much does it cost me? I'm like about $8 a week out of your paycheck. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, instead of doing the math, I'm like, it's all tax deductible, dude. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's a good point. When it didn't cost me anything, like it was just all coming out of my tax. I was like, that's eh, fine. Yeah. And they, that's... Every now and then I get an email saying, hey, we're doing a union picnic. Uh, you can you get the day off work and you can come down to like this big park where everyone's meeting up, find the one nearest to you. And I'm like, I never go. But Wait, you know, get the day uh, off? Yeah. They, every now and then they'll just organize a day off for nice. union members. Yeah. And every now and then it's like, hey, you get a little pay rise because we bargained for it. And like, what did I lose in exchange? Yeah, it's rough. I mean, I understand the idea behind unions. I like it a lot. Like, there are a lot of um, predatory employers out there who sincerely mm. will wring every last bit out of their employees, get as much money as possible, without any concern for their safety or their well-being. Um, but I feel like sometimes unions just become a way to enrich the union leaders, mm. and they don't even care about <laughs> the little guy. And when that happens, you're in trouble because then you're paying people to watch out for your um, your well-being and they don't actually care about it. So it's hard. 
it is it is it's a hard thing to balance i feel like but in your situation where the, your dues are coming out of your taxes and you're happy with where you are you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of then it seems like a pretty sweet deal yeah it comes with a occasional other perks and stuff like that i get emails every now and then about things that are going on it's all optional you don't have to do it but every now and then you know it's something that you do want to do or you know Every now and then I, I have the option to go to the like union representative at my store and be like, look, my boss is trying to get me to do three hours of overtime today that I just can't do, which, I mean, that's hypothetical at my work. They never want you to do overtime because they hate paying. But, <laughs> but if it did? But if Well, the, the way that situation goes is I go to the union rep and go, hey, they're not paying my overtime that I had to work because they won't hire someone to help out. Yeah. Yeah, that, that has happened. Okay, so yeah, that's a good reason to have a union rep. I like that. Yeah, so good. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to be a mixed bag wherever you are, depending on what your situation is. Um, I mean, again, I'm not in a union, but I feel like my employer treats me well, and I don't have any concerns. So I don't know what a union rep would do, honestly. <laughs> Maybe other things happening I don't know about, but... Maybe that'd get you more than three days to test something. Oh, maybe. Maybe so, but they're not asking me to do overtime. They're just like, just get it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't work overtime anyway. <sighs> it's a day off of work. Why are we talking about work? Oh, because it's, cause it's Labor Day. That's why. All right. And I mean, I had work today. It's not a day off for me. Yeah, that's true. I guess tomorrow is. Oh, is it just your, your weekly Regular. day? Yeah. Yeah. That is nice. I do kind of miss that about Apple. I had Wednesdays and Sundays off, and so being able to go never work more than three days in a row without having a day off was pretty fantastic. But but working evenings and weekends and not as good. Cool. So, Wade, what can you tell me um, about Golden Gay Time? <laughs> uh, it sounds like a sex position. It does. Or and like... it's a delicious ice cream. Yes, I see this. We Before we started the podcast, Wade was like, so bef- real quick, what do you know about golden gay time? And I was like, ah, uh, does not sound familiar in any capacity. And he's like, it's ice cream. Have you ever had a gay time on your own? <laughs> no. So the slogan for the golden gay time ice cream is it's hard to have a gay time on your own. That is the most brilliant slogan of all time. And I am shocked it exists in 2017. You think they'd be shut down at some point or forced to change their name? You'd think. But it's Australia. <laughs> yeah, it is Australia. I think shop owners who sell these ice creams should be enforced to sell them in twos and to, you know, multiple people <laughs> because nobody can have a gay time on their own. That is the slogan. You're buying one by yourself, you're doing it wrong. Truth. So they've got um, little ice cream bars, it looks like. That's a pretty big deal. They also have just uh, cartons, tubs, I believe they call them, of yeah, ice tubs. cream. And that's pretty much it. It's a pretty small product line, which I appreciate, honestly. I feel like if you're going to do something, do it well, and don't try to do a million things at the same time. Well, I mean, they're part of Streets Ice Cream, which is basically like a giant umbrella for different kinds of ice cream. Oh, for example, Petal Pop. Yeah, Paddle Pop. And, um, Blue Ribbon, oh, Calgar, Splice, Cornetto, Magnums. Is Blue Ribbon um, the same one that's in America? Because there's a Blue Ribbon ice cream in the United States. 
is the like logo a blue ribbon? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna pull it up. Blue ribbon ice cream United States. Blue ribbon classics. And actually, no, there isn't a blue ribbon. Because all blue ribbon products have like a little blue ribbon printed on them. So it's gotta be it's gotta be entirely separate. That's crazy though. There's a blue ribbon ice cream in Australia and in America, and they're not related, as far as I can tell. Hmm. Yeah, that's odd. Wells Enterprises Incorporated. So yeah, it's not even the same like parent company. Interesting. Wells is a family company. They do blue bunny and blue ribbon. Okay, that's interesting. Those are two ice cream labels. I didn't realize they were the same thing. Because it makes sense. They're both blue. Right. I guess Pepsi owns them too then. Pepsi owns Wells? No, well, it's blue, isn't it? Like, that's your logic. <laughs> well, it's blue. They must be owned by the same people. How dare you? No. <laughs> no, my whole point is that Blue Ribbon in America is not Blue Ribbon in Australia. There we go. Okay. Learn something new. So anyway, uh, Ma- oh, Magnum. Magnum. Do we have those? I'd be surprised if you didn't. Please tell me you have Bubble Bill. What? You guys don't have Bubble Bill? Bubble Bill? Yeah. It's like an ice cream in the shape of a cowboy's head with like the big hat and everything. And his nose is like a bubble gumball. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. It is. No. <laughs> Entirely unfamiliar. Yeah, here it is. Bubble Bill. Australian icon. And a bullet hole through his hat. Oh, that's so adorable. Okay, so we do have Magnum ice cream in the United States. Yes, because I've seen these before. Um, but is it the same? This website is not directed to consumers outside of the United States. Oh, no. Okay, so it does actually it does have a country selector for Australia, too. So that's got to be the same thing. So this is the same deal. It looks like they just uh, they work out from under streets in Australia, mm. which makes sense. We are learning so much, so much about oh. international ice cream patterns. Who knew there was so much connection going on? Probably anyone working in the ice cream industry. Probably. Probably all, all 100 of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be overestimating their reach. Mm. Um, do you guys have uh, Cold Rock ice creameries? Cold Rock? Yeah. No, but we have Cold Stone. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that's funny. Well, because it, I don't know, it sounds like someone's ripping somebody else off. It, it well, is. What's it called? It's the what's same called? thing. What's Cold Stone? Yeah, Cold Stone is, they've got like this cold stone thing that they mash this ice cream over. Mm. Yeah, it's the exact <laughs> same thing. Same premise. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah, Cold Rock is an Australia, Philippines, Singapore, United Arab Emirates. Uh, first opened in 96 in Queensland. Queensland. No, Queensland. Okay, so then Cold Stone Creamery started in 2007? No, 98, actually, in Tempe, Arizona. Mm. Okay, so we win. We win that one. You guys ripped us off. Ah! Let's take a look. When did they start doing the Cold Stone gimmick? (laughs) (laughs) That's what matters here. Uh, Where is the thing? why is this hard to find we've entered the we google for stuff portion of the podcast yeah it's a good portion of the podcast people enjoy it a lot i I very much doubt that (laughs) 
We're not getting feedback about it. Again, you may send feedback to us at falconpaladin at gmail.com if you want to tell us what we're doing wrong. We did hmm. get one the other day. Had some uh, had some feedback for us, mostly that when they were in the car, Wade's voice was really quiet compared to mine, which we're trying to fix. I think we wrote that up last week. Yeah, we did. I just I forget I forget about things. And you said you were going to check in the car. Oh, that's true. I did do that, and then I totally didn't. Guess we'll have to do that next week. Mm. Mm. Anyway, yeah, it's the exact same thing. Like I'm going to send you a video of what they do at Coldstone, and I guarantee you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's Cold Rock. That's Cold Rock. Would not be surprised. Not in the slightest. All right, there we go. They throw down the ice cream. They pull it out of a little um, a little tub, which you've already used that word before. Hmm. Toss it down mm-hmm. onto this really freezing cold. I guess it's rock. it's a rock or a stone, depending on where you're from. It's kind of a slab. Slab, and then you mix it all together. And so, is this looking familiar, Wade? Yeah, and you get to pick between like, do you want gummy bears and? Yeah stuff in it yeah. yeah or crushed up kit kats or whatnot yeah yep okay so yes this is something that australia ripped off from america hooray i like finding these things <laughs> <laughs> you, you just like being one up on me don't you a little bit uh i see how it is from time to time <sighs> what am i gonna do about you not much we are really far away from each other uh <laughs> Don't tempt me. I could find out where you work and then fly there and then wait outside and stalk you. You could. It'll take me months, but because I don't have a passport. <laughs> that would slow things down. It does make international travel more difficult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, uh, it was my nephew's birthday. Uh, this was been like two weeks ago, a week ago, maybe. I don't know. And my sister was there because it's her kid. So she'd just be there at his birthday. And she was like, I've been listening to the podcast. What does Falcon look like? And I'm like, oh, I'll just show you a photo. And I googled your name to find the photo. Does that work? Yeah, yeah, that worked. So does your LinkedIn account where it says where you work. What? How does it link to my LinkedIn account? Well, the photo doesn't, but under Google, if you just put in your name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, I thought you, I thought you searched Falcon Paladin and my <laughs> no. like regular name came up in LinkedIn. No, that's not, that did not happen. No. No. All right, good. That's fine. That I can live with. Oh, yeah. If you have my name, you can find it where I am. No problem. This is kind of a fun... I haven't Googled Falcon Paladin in a while. Hmm. Anything interesting or unexpected come up? Uh, This Lego Knight is kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that's a Falcon Paladin. I guess it kind of has... Dude has a Falcon on his shield. Huh. Maybe this can be my new logo. I'll just steal it from Lego. They won't mind. No, Lego, they're not litigious at all. No, they've discontinued that line anyway. That's like 1990s stuff. And then it's showing all the stuff that I posted on Twitter under my name. That's kind of fun. And That's a phoenix on that knight's shield. That's close to a phoenix. Mm, Sure, I'll take it. And then there's this Root Gaming article. Oh, yeah, Return of YouTube Casters where I got interviewed for RootGaming.com. I will put a link to that too. That's kind of a fun read if you haven't seen that one. Fair enough. Well, now we know. Um, other stuff I've been doing, I've been watching a lot of speedrunning, actually. There is a an annual kind of convention called Games Done Quick, and they just bring together 
speedrunners from all over the world to speedrun and basically get people to donate for charity. So it's a pretty cool organization. They do everything from Portal to um, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario 64, Mega Man, all the Mega Mans. There's like a Mega Man block. They do every single Mega Man over the course of a day. Uh, Final Fantasy, Super Metroid, Kingdom Hearts, Star Wars, X-Men. I mean, it's if you name a game, I'm pretty sure they've done it at some point and it's live it's live speed running so it's not tool assisted it's not like this guy did it 300 times and this is his best run like they'll mess up sometimes and if they don't then it's even more impressive because again it's in front of a live audience and being streamed on twitch so i will send a link to their youtube channel that's where i've been watching their stuff really fun and then i mean really nostalgic for me too last night i was watching a speed run of Mega Man 6 which just takes me back to when i would have sleepovers with my cousin and we would rent Mega Man for his Nintendo and just stay up all night playing it and being terrible, like not even coming close to beating that game because it's hard. Um, but just watching it and listening to the music I haven't heard since I was, you know, 10 years old and watching this guy wreck a game that kicked my butt when I was 10 years old is just kind of equal parts fun and nostalgic. Speedrunning is one of those things that I'm glad it exists and people enjoy it, but I have no interest. You don't like watching it at all? No, not really. Hmm. I'm trying. I, I feel like there'd be a game you could watch get speedrun, and you'd be like, "Wow, that was interesting." I, I've seen speedruns where I'm like, "Okay, that was cool," mm-hmm. but I've seen it once, and I never need to see it again. Okay, so you appreciate it, but it's not like yeah. you want to go back. Okay. Unless I have some sort of interest in the game, I'm not gonna watch it. So stuff like your Mega Man Six. Yeah. I never, I never played Mega Man. Yep. So I'm just not gonna watch that. Yeah, totally. And I'm with you, too. I don't watch speedruns for stuff I haven't played at all. So I can understand that. But there are enough games that I've played that it's keeping my attention. Mm. Yeah, like, and some of them are, like, super glitchy. If you've mm. ever seen a Halo speedrun, there are so many, like, I use this glitch to get out of the map and just skip this mm. entire section of the game and go somewhere else. And those, I'm not as impressed with those uh, just breaking the game type ones. I like to see more standard stuff where they don't Maybe break it a little bit. Like in Mega Man, uh, Mega Man Three, I believe I watched the speed run for that, and there's this really cool part where you're falling down. It's a platformer, and if you hit these spikes that are along the wall as the screen is transitioning at the exact same time, it makes the sound that you died, but you don't die, and more importantly, it kills the music in the game. And because the Mega Man Three really stressed out the NES processor so much, getting rid of the music actually makes the game run more smoothly and it's easier uh, to speed run. So little stuff like that, I'm impressed by. But where it's like yeah. I just skipped 45 minutes of the game by doing this thing, it's like uh, by grenade jumping over a wall and then you can just run to the finish line or whatever. Yeah, that's not as fun to watch. Definitely not. No, yeah, that's Def- kind of the stuff that turned me off. Yeah. So most of the stuff in games done quick that I've seen has been pretty straightforward, pretty straight up, legit. Although there is, have we, oh, have we talked about the one? There's this one speed run for a really poorly done MMO, I believe is what it is, where um, the end villain for the game is actually about 500 feet from where you start the game, but you're not supposed to know that it's him. It's like the secret end game villain, right? And he's hanging out and he can kill you super easily. Um, but what you can do is you can actually have him kill you within the city limits of a nearby town and then the guards murder him and then you win. 
<laughs> it is the stupidest speed run of all time because it's just taking advantage of poor coding by the developers. Um, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. Where is it? Uh, it's like it's like a twelve minute speed run of this incredibly huge game. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. We'll get it in the show notes. I really wish I could remember what it is right now, but. That one is really, really hilarious. It's, I did a search for a stupidest speedrun, and <laughs> it is not working. It is not working for me. So, meh. Want to talk about sinkholes? Sinkholes. Sinkholes. All right. Let's talk about sinkholes. Sinkholes. So, sinkholes terrify me, Wade. Uh, why? Because. While this is probably not the case, it feels like they can happen anywhere at any time. Right. And my house could be over a sinkhole and I would just fall down into this deep, deep, dark place and die and there'd be nothing I can do about it. That's a terrifying feeling. The feeling that you could die and there's nothing you could do about it could happen anywhere, though. It could. Could have an aneurysm. Yeah, you can get in a car crash, being paled through the face. Like, it doesn't change the fact that there's nothing you can do about it. See, I feel like when I'm in a car, I have some level of control over getting impaled through the face. Right, but you also have some control over where you live. Did you check sinkhole records before you bought the house you live in? No. Is that a thing? I don't think so, but it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at this one. Look look at this one. I'm a, this looks like it's photoshopped. What the? That is photoshopped. That can't be real. It's at CNN.com. Yeah, now I believe it. <laughs> no, there's a whole link to this article. No, that's that is not real. <laughs> now are you worried about sinkholes, Wade? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't look like a sinkhole. That looks like the underminer from the end of Incredibles drilled up. All right. That looks bored. I know it does. I'm with you. I'm. It's terrifying. I also sent you a link to a a handy, handy dandy making of a sinkhole chart from a Florida website because those guys know what they're talking about. Yeah. So you've got sand okay. and clays. You've got existing water causing pressure. You have vibrations from new construction. Aquifer limestone down below, and there's a cave. And then the water dissolves and then a sinkhole forms. So, I mean, there's a lot of independent factors that come into play here. So it's not like it just appears out of solid earth, mm. which does help my fear a little tiny bit. What exactly do you want me to say to make you feel better? Because I don't think I've got anything. Nothing. I just want you to say, yes, Falcon, that is incredibly terrifying and I will join you in your fear. Yes, Falcon, that is an incredibly terrifying, irrational fear to have. <laughs> oh. Did I send you the video of the guy on the motorbike driving into a sinkhole? Uh, did you share that one on Facebook? Because I think I saw that. I probably shared it on Facebook, yeah. I think I saw that, yeah. It was not, it was not good. Uh, I think, uh, no, it wasn't a sinkhole, but I did see there was a recent story. Another news story. Someone who doesn't watch the news, I saw here. You've watched the news all day, Wade. Come on. I don't. I really don't. I overhear it at work, <laughs> and then occasionally ah. something like pops up on my Twitter feed or something, and it's annoying. <laughs> then I'd probably unfollow that person. But, um, sorry if you follow me on Twitter. <laughs> or if I follow you and then suddenly don't. 
it was a video of a woman and her child running to cross a bridge as it gave way. Oh no, the one like in India. Yeah. Yeah, and there's people on both sides and they're like, all right, let's do this thing. And then it just collapses and takes like four of them away. Yeah, I saw that one on Reddit. That was terrifying. Hmm, that was not fun to watch. No, and I think, I can't remember what it said. At least one of them died. Like there was a news story about it. I think the woman and her daughter died, which yeah. is sad. Ugh. Ugh. That's, that's terrible. You're not helping my fear here, Wade. If you want, we can segue off that. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so speaking of people dying, Warner Brothers is monopolizing the death of one of their dev- developers for Shadow of War. What is happening with Warner Brothers? Why? So essentially, a developer of, from Monolith who was developing Shadow of War died which is sad and they wanted to immortalize him in the game so the devs put together this piece of dlc that'll be available day one and purchases of the dlc will go to the family which is nice except of a five dollar dlc only three dollars fifty will go and only in 44 states of america if it's bought there so anywhere in the rest of the world in the other six states the money just goes to warner brothers Hmm. That sounds like the lawyers got involved and were like, we can't do this in these states. They have different rules. Right. But it's the rest of the world. Yeah, that's a problem. And it's not like there might be rules about we can't just donate to a person for tax reasons, but they could say we will we'll take the money and then for equal amounts, every one sold, we will donate five dollars to X charity that they could easily do. But they're hmm. still not. They're not. Yeah, sounds about right for big game studios. <clears throat> How's your fear now? Better. Better. He will appear in the game as Forthog Orc Slayer, a powerful orc hunter who will randomly arrive to aid the player and kill foes with a single swipe of his mighty axe. So he's the mysterious killer or whatever from Fallout, except yeah. he swings a guitar axe at orcs, which is probably better. Because he was part of Orc Slayer, a band made up of team members. Hmm. Kills people with a guitar. I don't see how this works. I'm watching well, it's this. A guitar, it's a guitar, but the, it's got an axe blade on it. I guess it does have an edge on it. All right. That's cool. Good for you. It's kind of weird that he is an orc who is goes by Orc Slayer. That's like... I don't think he's Falcon an orc. Paladin. Human Slayer. <laughs> it is. No, he doesn't look like an orc. Oh. He just looks like a big dude. He's got pointy ears, though. He's not a dude. Look at those proportions, too. I mean, he could be an elf. A really, really buff elf. Yeah. You're right. I don't think he's an orc. But I don't think he's a human either. To the internets. Doesn't say. I don't know enough about this game. I actually own Shadows of Mortar, but I haven't played a single second of it. So. Uh, it's good. I did not finish it, but it's good. That's what I've heard. Is that it's good. All the people I have talked to have also finished it. So. Actually, weird, weird video game thing I discovered today. So I finished uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. got through the story did all the stuff i wanted to do i'm gonna put it aside and i just checked to see how many hours i'd played and it's 43 i'm like oh that's a good number it's a good number to get through the story and play and get my money's worth out of this game and so then i checked assassin's creed black flag which is assassin's creed pirates 43 hours in that game when i stopped playing and then i checked assassin's creed 2 43 hours in that game when i stopped playing is that weird yeah that's weird that's weird that's like, weird. That's how I play Assassin's Creed games. Is I get 43 hours out of it and then I'm done. Or it's like they copy and paste the campaigns and just change a few of the details. <laughs> no. 
Because there's pirates in Assassin's Creed Pirates. It's so different. Okay, yes. There's, there's the boat. Okay, <laughs> they, they put some effort into Black Flag. I'll give them that. They did. Oh, come on. They put effort into their games. You you can you can go after Assassin's Creed for a lot of things, but you can't... Did, did, did you play Unity? No. You can't tell me anyone but the art team put effort into that game. No. They fixed that, didn't they? Uh, for the most they part. The it game. still doesn't run very well. Okay. I'm just saying. Syndicate is like, we're going to build 1860s London. Watch us. It's amazing. They worked so hard on this thing. The map doesn't really change because... You've got the shapes, and then you've just got the skin of whatever is on it. So it's really only the art team that actually has to change anything. They've already got a movement system. You know, they need to have X number of ledges on a building to make it climbable. So it's just slap a skin on it and put it in a different spot. Mm, sort of. I mean, except like Assassin's Creed 2, you're in Rome. So you have these giant basilicas. And Big Ben exists in London, which doesn't exist in Rome. I mean, they've got unique structures all over the place that they couldn't just copy paste but in every assassin's creed right the tall towers you have to go to do your eagle vision kind of like view around the map and like unlock the map or whatever yeah those are basically just giant rectangular towers you could easily Mm -hmm. slap a point on that a clock face and be done no i'm not agreeing with you on this (laughs) because it's not just it's like, you know what Big Ben is. It's not just a tower. It's, like, attached I don't to know. another rectangle. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I'm not disagreeing with you that there are building blocks that have existed since Assassin's more, Creed. On the more difficult buildings like Big Ben, I'm sure they put in more effort. Okay. Right. <laughs> yes. They make sure all the ledges that kind of match up to how it should look in the time <laughs> and stuff like that. Right. I'm not going to say that they just like copy paste and change the .exe file name and then be like, all right, have fun. All right. That's not what they do. (laughs) Well, and then we've got Assassin's Creed Egypt, which is coming out in October. I think it is. And that looks pretty different entirely. Like as far as there are no big cities because it's ancient Egypt. Like the tallest building is two stories. Pyramids were big. The sphinxes are big. Yep. But I don't so know. They could build big. Yes, but I don't know what you're doing climbing a pyramid. Like if you try a leap of faith <laughs> off a pyramid, you're just gonna go splat <laughs> on the side, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've made that joke before, yes. Yeah. I think what they might actually do is take it to like a Lara Croft place, and you're actually just raiding tombs. I mean, this is kind of going with your theme of they just copy everything else, but that's probably what they're gonna do. How often do they raid tombs in Assassin's Creed? You've got a couple in Assassin's Creed 2. Yep. Right. But they're not... If you have nothing to climb, uh, I mean, they're giving you a bird so you can kind of go up. Maybe that makes up for it. But I imagine that they either go down or they just give you even more sand to look through. Because there's a lot of sand in Egypt. Yes. So much sand. Mm. And basically all the towns except for Daryl Medina are along the, the Nile River. Right. Because that's where the water is, because it's a desert. I'm trying to think. So, yes, two had tombs, three did not. Brotherhood and Revelations didn't. Uh, Black Flag didn't. Syndicate doesn't. So, yeah, I, the only Assassin's Creed game that's done tomb reading is two, and it's been a long time since that game. So I feel like they could bring it back. They'd be all right, honestly. I mean, part of the big appeal of Assassin's Creed is just being able to climb stuff and parkour and mm. jump around on it. I don't have anything else to say. I'm not going to buy it, but I'll, you know, keep an eye out for a video and see if there is anything that's interesting happening. Yeah, they've got some gameplay videos already, but they're pretty short and pretty limited. So, I mean, I don't contained. 
Yeah, exactly. So maybe they will leave some things for a surprise, which is not exactly their style, but maybe it'll happen this time. I mean, if it ran well, that would be a surprise. <laughs> oh, hey, oh. <laughs> is it Rick and Morty time, Wade? It's Rick and Morty time. Rick and Morty time. I'm going to remember this time that you're an episode back before I start talking about it. So this time, I have now seen the episode where they go and get their toxins removed, and their toxins are people. Okay, excellent. Okay, so this one, I believe my initial judgment of whether Wade would like it or not last week was you didn't like it. That was your initial judgment last week. Would you like to revise your answer? Uh, no, because I still think you didn't like the toxicity episode. Then you would be correct. Yes! Nailed it! Nailed it before you even saw the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but maybe I tainted the results, though, by saying that before you watched it. Like, oh, Falcon Falcon thinks I won't like this. I'm not going to like it. Yes. (laughs) That's possible. Like, I can't say, well, no, it definitely didn't occur because I can't do that. (laughs) It wouldn't be true because you did tell me that I wouldn't like it. Yes. I didn't. But you have specific reasons why you don't like it, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. I just hate it in the abstract. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me feel yucky on the inside. I don't hate it. I just hate everything it stands for. (laughs) So such a weaselly way to say something. All right. So, yeah, I was thinking to have the physical personification of things you don't like about Rick in another entity might not have been your favorite thing. Again, it's not that Rick's a bad person that I don't like. The fact that they did form another person, yeah, that I didn't like, because that seems dumb. Hold on, remind me. They formed another... What do you mean? When when the toxins got removed, they formed toxic Rick. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought you meant they formed, like, another person out of... Anyway. No, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen the episode? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's why I was confused. Mm. I did, however, enjoy Morty, you know... And his uh, Wolf of Wall Street homage. Yeah, that was really good. I haven't seen the film, but even I knew what it was doing. (laughs) You should watch um, Wolf of Wall Street. It's really good, not for the kids. No, not a kids movie. Definitely not. I can probably do that. I I can probably squeeze some time. I really enjoyed that. But then they went, you know, one step too far, as I always did, by having Voltron bot for some reason. Yeah, out of nowhere, honestly. Yeah. Which... As a child of the 80s and someone who really loved Voltron when I was a kid, it like hits me in the nostalgia spot. But other than that, it's like, why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw the Netflix remake of Voltron. Yeah, my kids like that one too. I didn't. Mm. Just because it was not aimed at me. Like, this is fine. I'm just not going to keep watching. Yeah. I don't have anything bad to say about Voltron. Yeah, well, that's fair. I- I've watched a few episodes too, and I kind of feel the same way. It's not amazing, but it's not terrible TV. Definitely not. Definitely not. Anyway, what I like the thing that brings me back to thinking about this last episode of Rick and Morty is the concept that what came out wasn't what was toxic. It's what they thought was toxic. There's no way for the machine to determine what is toxic about their personality. It just goes in there, says, what does this person believe is toxic about themselves and then removes it? Interesting. Yeah, it is. I did like that. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, what, what what would I choose to remove from my personality? And what other people around me choose to remove. And the fact that like Rick removes um, his his caring, right? His protective nature of Morty. He considers that 
a bad thing. Like that alone just makes you go, how, what, how does he, what's going on here? And I don't know. It just made me think a lot, which is something I like about shows. It makes me think about stuff. It gets 10 extra bonus points. Yeah. Even though I don't like, I'd say the majority of Rick and Morty episodes, they always have little bits in it like that that are enjoyable. Yeah. Making you think it's not a bad thing in a show to do. Uh, for me, it doesn't just override the show and make it good. I, I feel like it's... There's more to Edge it. Edgelord Doctor Who. <laughs> wow! That's interesting. Oh. Old man, young time-traveling companion can move in different dimensions. No real restrictions on what could or couldn't happen. It's basically Doctor Who. That's true. A lot of angst. Well, maybe not as much angst in Rick and Morty, but... Yeah, that's fair enough. That is definitely fair enough. I just, I can't get past the fact that there are two separate women who are like, yeah, I'll sleep with this 14-year-old. It's <laughs> it's just enough where it's like, why are we not addressing this? What is going on? Freaked me, freaked me out real good. Uh, and then the scene at the end where Morty's, where Morty's back in school and then um, Jessica's down at the end of the hall talking to her friends and... Uh, <clears throat> Rick shows up and he's like, come with me, Morty. And Jessica says something. She, you'll have to remind me. She says something like, oh, hey, Morty, it's it's good to have you back. And I'm like, you, we don't swear often on this podcast, but I was like, you. Do you swear? Sometimes. Not on the podcast and not on the casting. But I said, you bitch. How do not do that to Morty. Do not give him little scraps of hope to hold on to that you actually have feelings about him. You, why would you do such a thing? Oh, so mad. I was so mad. Drag him along on a string. That's what she does. That's her character. Yeah, and that's evil. She hasn't actually ever done that, though, really. The only time she's ever showed much attention to Morty is when she was um brainwashed into doing so with that love serum that Rick made. Yeah, and Cronenberg, the entire universe. So that, that Jessica, doesn't even exist anymore. At which point... Rick abandons his actual daughter and his actual granddaughter and then time hops him and Morty to a new universe for new family. Yep. Right. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just saying like, I, I am okay with Jessica being a heartless person who does not care about Morty and that kills him. I get it. That's fine. That's her prerogative. She doesn't have to care about Morty, but don't say, don't do things that give him little bits of hope. That something might happen one day because that is just abject evil. What I'm hearing here is you actually really care for the character of Morty. <laughs> I think I do. He's your fourth child. Sort of. He has some really violent tendencies that I'm worried about. Um, I think he could grow up to be a psychopath, which is a concern. Mm. I mean, there are some pretty strong theories that uh, Rick is just an old Morty from another another reality. I mean, that wouldn't make sense because there have been times where he's regrown his body and you've seen his body in various stages of aging. And when he's young, he does not look like Morty. He still looks like Rick. It's real fast, isn't it? Like I'm Tiny Rick. Well, I don't think Tiny Rick was him regrowing his body. It was because it was part of his solution to stave off death that he was regrowing his body and then he transferred himself into a younger version. And when he... he basically get stuck in like teen angst mode and can't actually ask for help to get him back to old rick he you know has to write all the songs and stuff about how he wants to die or whatever yeah i remember and then when he gets back he goes into his basement and smashes all the growing replacement ricks yeah yeah okay so you think rick when he was a teenager had shock white hair i mean yeah 
Targaryens. <laughs> no, I do not. I don't accept that. No, nope. I think yes, it's a young version of Rick, but I don't think they look like what Rick looked like when he was a teenager. Well, I mean, I don't think Pickle Rick should look like Rick, but it does. <laughs> All I'm saying is that we don't know what Rick looked like when he was Morty's age, so he could be a Morty who's come back to hang out with a younger version of himself. Okay, what about the episode where they're... I mean, I've become like a Rick and Morty expert. I know, check you out. This is great. In the episode where Rick gives himself up and they're stuck on the tiny planet, the episode after that where they go into his brain and he starts brain helping people, the investigator, like the alien bug dude, he asks to be like hey you show me like how to make interdimensional portals and he gives him that backstory in it rick is a young person like he's not morty but morty would not change so drastically from morty to like 20 year old rick in such time that was a fake memory but it was really what he looked like how do you know if if he didn't look like what he would the bug dude officer wouldn't have bought it how would someone else no how would he know if people don't change that much rick's like 75 years old people change a lot between the age of 14 and 75 he's not 14 okay okay morty's 14 yeah rick when he was young he was he, uh, he could have only been 25 30 at most okay he wouldn't have changed that much because he still looked like old rick he just he still looks way closer to how old rick looks than young morty does so it's easier to presume that he would look like a much younger Rick than a much younger Morty. Hmm. I still maintain that was an entirely fake memory, though. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the memory was fake, but I don't think the characters in it were. The visual representation of the characters yeah, was accurate. Yeah. 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 I mean, you'd think maybe they'd have records of what a younger Rick looked like. The Federation is that big and that far-reaching. Hmm. So maybe they... Okay. Maybe so... I'm just saying, if it comes out that they're like, turns out this is an old Morty, I would not be surprised. And I think they've given themselves enough. You you should be surprised and very worried. <laughs> because that would be a grandfather paradox. Well, assuming we know that Morty is actually the son of Beth and Jerry, do we know that? I suppose not. <laughs> they don't. Their entire marriage is based on the fact that they got married too early because Beth got pregnant. Like, who's to say the next child that came out of that is what we think it is, right? I mean, to be fair, Morty has a son. He does, sort of. <laughs> which is never shown up in like the last two seasons of the show. Nope. Definitely does not look like Rick. <laughs> uh, no, definitely looks like a monster. That's true. Okay, I mean, I'm not married to this theory. I'm not like, this is the 100% Rick and Morty gospel truth. Because I'm not sure there is a 100% Rick and Morty gospel truth, which does worry me from time to time. But anyway, I'm sorry to not enjoy that episode. And actually, there is a break from Rick and Morty episodes this week, so you don't even get anything next week. No, I do. I get the last episode. Oh. There's still one, there's still one episode after that, isn't there? I don't think there is. All right, I'm going to Netflix to check. It shows the, the upcoming episode, so I've known the titles for episodes for a while. Sure. I like that I can just type in R and it first comes up with Rick and Morty. It's like the first suggestion. Yeah. yeah, no, that's the last one that's been aired is Toxic because I didn't get a new one yesterday. Okay, yeah. The next one comes out on the 16th, Tales from the Citadel. Yeah, okay, okay. Wait, what the heck? Tales from the Citadel? Yep. 
I'm looking on the Wikipedia page, and it goes Rick Lantis Mix-Up, Morty's Mind Blowers, ABC's of Beth, and Rick Churian Morty Date. Huh. Is that <laughs> very different from what Netflix is telling you? Netflix is telling me it's Rest and Relaxation, then Tales from the Citadel, then the ABC's of Beth, and then Morty's Mind Blowers, and then there's nothing else. That's completely different. What is going on? Maybe Adult Swim is sowing disinformation around so people don't know what to expect. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, Tales from the Citadel. What is going on? Rick and Morty Tales from the Citadel. That auto-completes Season 3, Episode 7, Tales from the Citadel. Mm-hmm. Why is Wikipedia wrong? Because it's Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, is Tales... What the what? Tales from the Citadel doesn't have an episode number on this website that Wikipedia is referencing, so that's why. It's like a clip show or something. Don't know. We'll figure that out when we get to it. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, I suppose. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, are we we about wrapping up now? Uh, yeah, unless you want to run along. I don't think I do. I think an hour is a good a good amount of time. Okay, well, let's wrap it up then. All right. <laughs> let's see. Stuff I have to do for next week. Listen to this in the car. I'm writing this down. Listen to the podcast in my car. Is there anything else I have to do? Wolf of Wall Street, if you want. Yes, Wolf of Wall Street. That's doable. Figure out a way um, to get golden gay time in America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a service you could call. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to wrap things up. So thank you so much for listening to the Falcon Paladin podcast hour. Please check us out on Patreon. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, just subscribe to us for as little as a dollar a month. We'd really appreciate the support for sure. It does help Wade, who spends many hours every week editing this thing and making it ready to go. Every week, every single week he does this. Um, you can also, again, email us at falconpaladin at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at, are you A.T. Somicron? Yes, A.T. Somicron. At at Somicron. Yes, at at Somicron. Very nice. And then Falcon Paladin on Twitter as well if you want to tweet at us there. So that's going to be it. And until next time, as always, thank you so much for listening. And you take care of yourself. Once we thought that we'd stay young And these worthies never gold But when I opened up my eyes I said, grow old with me Will you age here by my side And stay beautiful for life Oh, faith away in the darkness and leave me here this world is a cold place without you my days